Welcome to another edition of 11 Mile Sessions Live. I'm your host, Scott Boatwright. And as always, we've got some great videos coming up for you in the next hour. At 7 o'clock live will be some metal for you, a band called Torn Away. Looking forward to that. And we have a a drummer playing in this band this evening. He's legally blind. He's sometimes sometimes been noted as being the Stevie Wonder of metal. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to check them playing a live set for us. Right now we're going to start out with a video by, well, I don't know how to pronounce it, actually. It's like more like a um, a Earl, if you will. It's wht.rbbt.obj. That's how, they're, how the band's name is written. So I guess you could say White Rabbit Object. Object, objective, I'm not sure. But they're going to be part of a what's called the Femme Fatale show, and that's happening tomorrow at Old Miami. That's um, on Cass Avenue, and doors are at 9, and it's going to be that band, White Rabbit Objective, if that's what they are, with Ladyship Warship. You know those uh, folks, if you've been paying attention to my show for the last few months, a couple of years. Anyway. And uh, Moon Date is going to round off that uh, show. So anyway, let's uh, see a video from White Rabbit OBJ. And this is a track called Once More Down the Rabbit Hole. Was a spooky little sunrise in the afternoon when I saw your face. I was dreaming of playing cards, the queen of hearts, fighting myself in inner space. The mad had a walked in the room, introduced me to you. Wanting me of your embrace We tumbled down the rabbit hole And so tall you hold my soul There's no devil here There's nothing to fear It's only God when he's drunk Like corruption, storm clouds left with always escape. Secrets locked down in the cellar, making the air all so bitter. Feelings of you I can't erase. We tumble down the rabbit hole, and so Devil here, there's nothing. 
All right, that is the band Hung Up, and you could probably tell by the screen there that that was the title track from their EP that came out just a couple of years ago. They have a new release, and the reason why we played that is they're having a release party, and that's happening Saturday, uh, Doors at 7, and that's at the Loving Touch here in Ferndale. They're going to be playing along with Jackson and the Pool Sharks, which we saw their video. That was Promised Land, also from a couple of years ago. And uh, they'll also be playing with uh, Boomcat as well. So again, those two bands you just saw there and Boomcat are going to be at the Loving Touch Saturday. And we started off with, of course, uh, what I said before, wht.rbbt.obj, say that five times fast, with more, once more down the rabbit hole. I think we're talking about Alice in Wonderland. What do you think? So anyway, uh, again, stick around, 7 o'clock. We have a one-hour live performance from the metal band from the local area, uh, Torn Away. Right now, we're going to uh, highlight a couple of videos from a ba- uh, some bands that are going to be playing at Smalls. That's tomorrow, Friday, and Doors are at 8. Um, it's going to be headlined by Morris Black. That's actually spelled just M-O-R-I-S-B-L-A-K. Uh, he's got a huge following, and it looks like it's going to be a great show. Uh, they're going to be playing along with um, Eva X. And let's see who else we have here. Do, 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 do. Ah, let's see. There should be one more band. Oh, yeah. Um, Danny Blue. That's the one I, I couldn't think of. So, yeah. Let's start out with Eva X, and we're going to see a video by her named Black Blood. I 
you show me?
All right, that's Morris Black, M-O-R-I-S-B-L-A-K. If you didn't catch that at the bottom of the screen, headlining a show that's happening at Smalls. That's tomorrow night, Doors at 8. And playing along with uh, Danny Blue, you saw that video before that, uh, Asbury Heights featuring Danny Blue. That was a track called Cut Scenes. And we heard something about Rabbit Down the Hole again. That seems to be a theme so far on this show. Interesting. And we started off with Eva X with Black Blood. Again, all of them at Smalls. Stick around, 7 o'clock. We have Torn Away. Going to do some metal for you for the 7 o'clock hour. And I'm going to be there to interview them and hang out and bang my head, of course. All right. We got a hard rock show, metal show, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's happening also at Smalls. That's on Sunday, actually. It's going to be an earlier show, uh, Doors at 6. So you're going to see Theandric, Among These Ashes, Dark Entity, and Tyrant. I believe they're the headliners. So all four of those bands for um, one show. We're going to start with the, out with the local band Theandric. And I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce this, but anyway, the name of the track is The Battle of Shara Muir. That's M-U-I-R. So take it away, Theandric.
in black hypocrisy Neither cold nor hot So when you face eternity
there's some shredders, aren't they? That was Pray for the Night, if you couldn't figure that out already. It was right there on the screen, wasn't it? Um, they're going to be playing with these other three bands that we saw before that. Dark Entity did Engraved, and that was recorded live somewhere in on Halloween last year, 2022. Before that, we saw Among These Ashes, and that was a video called The Enemy in I. And we started out with Theandric. I'm not sure if it's Theandric or th- Theandric, but it's T-H-E-A-N-D-R-I-C, and that was the Battle of Shara Muir. All four of those bands are going to be playing at Small, so that's going to be a banger. It's an early show. Doors are at 6. That's this coming Sunday. And... Um, all right, we got to move on. We got just a couple more videos to squeeze in before we get out of here. Well, this studio anyway. I'm going to move next door to where a live band is tuning up right now as we speak. That's the band Torn Away. They're going to do some uh, metal for us from 7 to 8 o'clock, and I'm going to interview them a little bit as well. So we're going to finish off. Uh, we got four bands playing the Lager House. That's coming up this Saturday, Doors at 8. We have the band Toad, T-O-E-D, Gravy, Premium Rat, and Talin Kali. So um, what we're going to see is just a couple of videos, the first one being Premium Rat with Hide, comma, not Seek. And we're going to finish off with the headliner that's playing this Saturday at Lager House at 8 o'clock, starting at 8 o'clock. It's um, her video, Only Lovers Left Alive. So let's enjoy these next two videos. That'll finish off the first hour. And just coming up in a couple of minutes, a few minutes, we're going to be over there with Torn Away. 11 Mile Sessions Live.
And what that means, it's time for a live band performance. And in the studio with me, I have these three gentlemen known as Torn Away, and they're going to play some music for us for the next hour. How you doing, gentlemen? Doing good, man. Really great. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Are you ready to bang your heads? You know it. Yeah, always. All right. Rattlehead, baby. What would you like to start out with? Well, this first song is actually uh, one that we released as a single and then released on our EP that we had just recently released. It's called The Nihilist Vigil. So I guess we'll start with that. Do it up. Close your 
torn away. Okay. So, um, how long has the band been around? Are you all three the original members as well? He is the original. Just ah. me. <clears throat> I'm actually the newest. He's the second newest. He tells a better story than I do, so I'm going to let him take it. <laughs> all right, if you could do that, sir. Yeah, I started the band about 2017, and we had we had uh, quite a bit of uh, turmoil with uh, band members and stuff, and so I kept swapping them out and everything, <laughs> and uh, just like throw them out like underwear, huh? Pretty much, that's all you can do. Sometimes you know? the trash sees itself out too, which is and nice though. I ended up meeting up with Joe, and uh, him and I hit it off so good, you know, mm -hmm. and then he found Cameron, and he brought Cameron to my attention, and man, that's all it took. The minute I heard him, we already had a singer, and uh, I told the guy, I said, we're not practicing tonight, sorry, and mm -hmm. then I was like, Joe, get Cameron here now, and so <laughs> Cameron come over, and we wrote our first song within like five minutes, and it was just magic after that. It just, it just felt right once he, he stepped into the room with us and started growing down. Okay. I've been calling him Link ever since. Because <laughs> I love Zelda and I was the missing Link. Okay. So you guys really feel this is going to be the trio that's going to work out? Then. Oh, yeah. We've, we together have been, what, two, maybe more years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, we actually, what, last year kind of rebranded, kind of changed our style up because before... You probably couldn't even consider us like a metal band. We were like a hard rock band with like 80s elements. And then uh -huh. once I got more comfortable with the songwriting and everything, I was like, all right, let's do this, guys. Let me show you this. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't actually the guitarist originally. I was just the vocalist. Uh -huh. But one practice, um, he who shall not be named, one of the other guitarists, wasn't playing. He was out getting hammered. So I picked up his guitar and started playing. And then Kevin's like, dude, we need you on guitar. <laughs> so I started doing both. It's been a challenge for me, too, because I could play acoustic songs and sing uh -huh. and play, but I hadn't really done anything like this. So yeah. this has kind of broadened how yeah. I write and everything. It also narrows it a little bit, being the only guitarist. But, I mean, it, I have to be creative now, so a little bit more so than I did before. So that's kind of fun to, like, flesh out a song but make it complex and simple enough for me to play and sing. Mm hmm so. That's the, the one thing I used to play a lot when I was younger, and I could never get that playing and singing at the same time. I could do one or the other, but not both. I don't know how people do it, but you got two for the price of one there, Kevin, huh? Heck yeah, I got really <laughs> lucky. <laughs> That's cool. So you said uh, that first song that was from an EP that you have? Yeah, so we actually released it as a single. Uh, we did a different mix for it and everything. Released it as a single a couple weeks before we did the straight-up EP. Mm-hmm. When we dropped the EP, um, we tried to hype it up as much as we could. We got it uh, put through DistroKid, so it's on every streaming platform. It's on uh -huh. Spotify, on, on YouTube, all that stuff. So we've been trying to hype it up as much as we can. It's a five-song EP, um, Nihilus Vigils on it. We have stuff that we wrote like a while ago, stuff that's newer. Mm -hmm. It's called The Marked Ones EP. That's okay. how you'd be able to find it. So, yeah. Like you said, you can find that anywhere you, you, you look. Okay. Um, for you three, do you have anything besides that EP, or is that with the first one with the three of you? Um, we did release an album called As We Rise, which was kind of stuff from the old guitarists that I had to learn and kind of rewrite a little bit. So that was more of the 80s style stuff. Yeah, we, okay. we, it, we it's basically our uh, metal magic album, you know, okay. Pantera style. So 
Oh, okay. Well, there's nothing there's wrong with that. There's some good stuff on there, but just like trying to play it with the songs we're playing now, it just would not feel right. It wouldn't sound no. right. That, and I, I was just the vocalist at the time, too, so I couldn't sing and play those songs. Right. So it'd be people like, wow, this is two different bands. What's going on here? Exactly. Okay. It's nice to keep them guessing every now and then, too, though. Well, yeah. You know. We still kind of do that because we have... Just throw in a Dolly Parton cover. And just, yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, we do Rick Astley every once in a while, you know? <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I always liked when metal or punk bands did things like that. Just pick the strangers of the some artist or some song that you would never expect, and it, it's a lot of times it comes out pretty pretty damn good. Like Guar playing "Dust in the Wind." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are going to do a Paula Abdul tribute at some point. Mark my words. <laughs> He's yeah. going to. I'll be <laughs> off on the side, cheering him. You're going to be our or just, or just pay tribute to Paula Abdul. I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> She's all right by me. <laughs> All right, why don't we do another song? What do we have? All right, this next song is one of our oldest new songs. Mm -hmm. I wrote it before the Capitol thing. It's called Insurrection. Ready?
I've ever asked to snare mic. Oh, it came unplugged. He's got it. It just came unplugged. All right. I don't know if I've asked somebody this before, but I always wondered how do you achieve the, the those kind of vocals? I always like to call it the Cookie Monster vocals. You know? That's what every one of my family calls it too. Nom 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 nom. You know. <laughs> um, one of the inspirations I took and kind of learned his methods was um, Randy Bly from uh, Lamb of God. Okay. <clears throat> it's a mixture of like diaphragm and constraining like your breaths as you're pushing out, mm -hmm. but not in a way that damages your throat, which I mean, I'm losing my throat or losing my voice a little bit right now because you know, that was my fault, but right. usually there's proper techniques. That's why I can swap back and forth pretty seamlessly because mm -hmm. it's like, it's basically singing, but you're picking a voice from like more of your diaphragm and throat rather than yeah because i mean you don't want to do it from the throat that'll damage it mm -hmm. but like when you're doing like highs and stuff i try to do it in the nasal passages because 
that's where like the air kind of constricts the most. So uh -huh. that's how you get the. It, there's science behind it. There's videos all over the place. I kind of yeah. I watch some videos like um, Austin Dickey. He's in a band called For the Likes of You. He does like tutorial videos. Mm -hmm. um, he does videos with a uh, Jared Dines too. If you guys know who that is. Yeah. But I learned a lot of techniques from his stuff. Mm -hmm. um, just watching people do it and just kind of trying to simulate it myself without mm -hmm. hurting myself. Yeah. And eventually I got into a groove where it was like, all right, I know I can't go too high, but I can't do too low. And it's also more, more recently I learned that tongue position will actually help you lower your voice and get more of a guttural sound like a, yeah, like mm -hmm. that wasn't the greatest example, but yeah, like, but people don't realize it. it. It actually, it is a technique. You don't just growl right. into the microphone. Right. Like you said, I mean, if you, if you did it the wrong way next year, you, your voice would be shot. Right. Like Rob Zombie, like when he did white zombie, he couldn't do that for too long. That's why he's a lot higher pitched now, but like he fucked his voice up cause he didn't have the proper techniques. Yeah. So. You've heard, I've heard a lot of the uh, vocalists that have done <laughs> that. Even J James Hetfield had to like take a step back and, mm -hmm relearn how to sing because that's what he was doing when he was younger yeah. for the early Metallica stuff. He started wrecking his voice after a while. And I knew that people did that. That's why I try to practice both. That's why in a lot of our songs you'll hear both because mm -hmm. it, it, it exercises all the muscles that I need to keep going. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excuse me. I think also, <laughs> though, it really uh, goes to show that we try to place a heavy emphasis on both uh, melody and aggression. Mm -hmm. um, I think the way that Cameron writes a lot of songs, I think, really lends itself to that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always pushing, play something pretty, all right, now play a fight riff behind it or something, <laughs> you know. That duality, I think, really adds a lot of power. It it's a, it's a very good thing to do because uh, if you just do all heavy, then after a while, it's like, yeah, so what? Yeah, and you wear dynamics. yourself out doing that. If you don't have dynamics, you, you get wore out so much faster. You know, mm -hmm. you get burnout in the songwriting process and everything. Mm -hmm. So that's what I like about Torn Away is, like, you can probably put us in, like, a melodic groove section of, like, metal, but we have songs that are, like, bluesy that have deathcore breakdowns, or uh -huh. we have, like, uh, Nihilist, where that's just straight, like, a... I don't, I don't even know what genre that would be, but it's heavy as fuck. Mm -hmm. But then we have songs, like... The last song on our set list is going to be Bleed Us, mm -hmm. which is like a ballad. So, mm -hmm. But it's a heavy ballad. It's a thrash metal ballad, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So we we like to jump all over the place. We like to try and dabble in each subgenre. I'm starting to write some black metal stuff now, so that's cool. Keep it interesting, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, let's do another one. What do we have? All right, this is actually the name of the EP. Mm -hmm. It's called Marked Ones. If you couldn't guess, it's about being a werewolf.
11 Mile Sessions Live with Torn Away. So, I wanted to talk to Kevin there for yeah. a couple of minutes. So, uh, our viewers probably can't tell just by looking at the screen and watching you play live. I've been told that you're legally blind. Yes, sir. I can barely see a thing. All <laughs> right. Is that something that you've been dealing with all your life, or uh, how did that happen? Uh, no, that all started back in the early 90s. I was in the first Gulf War, and I went through a pretty bad ammunition dump explosion. My whole unit went through it. Okay. And once I got out of the military, pretty much, it just I started getting worse and worse and worse. And boom, one thing, I woke up one day and my right eye was totally blind and mm -hmm. just throughout the years my left eye started going more and more mm. it gets worse every year so yeah that's too bad but um we thank you for your service and that that was a wonderful thing you know that you were able to do that um yeah i i i, I can't say that i know exactly what you're going through but i actually had put off for like a few years getting a new eye prescription and I thought it was just my glasses, you know, my glasses are old, so I thought, okay, I'm having problems seeing here, so it's probably that. So I go to the eye doctor, he says, all right, Mr. Boatwright, cover your left eye and tell me what you see on that chart. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't see the chart. <laughs> so right now, with my hand over my left eye, I can barely make out the fact that you're a human being over there. Right. So that's, that's the same thing with me. I can barely see you at all. You're just a big blur. Yep. Yep, so i got to have cataract surgery this coming Tuesday. I had cataract surgery about two years ago on my left eye, and that's what's making my eyesight even worse. Mm, that's too bad. It actually did more harm than good, huh? Right. That sucks. Okay. So you were already playing drums before you went to war? Yeah, I've been playing the drums since I was 10 years old. So, so that had to be really an adjustment that when you came back and then your eyesight started going it's like i still want to play the drums how did you do that how did you get adjusted to like start playing the drums again um i set my drum set up a certain way and it's like that every time it fits together like a puzzle i don't have to sit and mess with pieces like most drummers have to sit down behind their kit and then move things 17 times. <laughs> I don't have to do that. I just sit down and it's right there ready to go. He's plug and play pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> well, I'm glad you're able to still do that. That would that would be a tragedy if you couldn't keep playing the drums. I wouldn't be here if I couldn't <laughs> play the drums. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that that's a, that's a great thing for people to understand and know about, you know, you didn't let that stop you. You still want to play music? You're going to do it come, come hell or high water. Yeah, nothing stops me. I, anybody that knows me, nothing can stop me. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I'm glad to hear that and see it as well. All right, why don't we do another one? All right, so those first three that we played were from the EP that we released called The Marked Ones. Mm -hmm. The rest of our set is actually going to be from our upcoming full-length album. Mm -hmm. We've been working on it for a little bit. Uh, we have songs written. We're just trying to get them to fit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, this album that's coming out, it's called Slow Motion Horror Show, so keep an eye out for that. Um, it's a concept album, mm -hmm. but not like Pink Floyd concept type <laughs> shit. Um, the, the first two songs that we're going to play right now, they're called Ferryman and Sticks. It's like the intro to the Slow Motion Horror Show. Pay attention to the lyrics, and you'll kind of hear little Easter eggs of what's to come throughout the album. Hmm. Okay. 
This also happens to be the boy's favorite. I really enjoy this one.
Living Mile Sessions live with the band Torn Away. All right. So that's from the upcoming record. Um, are you going to release that um, on vinyl or just CD, or what are you thinking? As a local band, and if there's any other local bands watching, it is so hard to even get CDs made. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, that'll be one of those things that maybe down the line after we release it and maybe it gets the feedback we need uh -huh. to actually make the money to do it. Hell yeah, we'll do stuff like that, but we have to have the money first. Right. So for right now, it'll probably be digital for the most part. Unfortunately, okay. we're from Flint, so uh, yeah. we're pretty uh, poor. We got to buy bottled water. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can you hear me that? I was struggling. My sinuses are kicking my ass today. So I'm like choking on a goober. Yeah, all, all that's uh change of weather up and down up and down all that good stuff all right so i wanted to go around the room i usually asked uh musicians this uh let's start out with you joe yes, um like your uh, influences like what made you like get, start really seriously getting into music maybe picking up the bass if that's what you started playing first and um you know i grew up uh listening to the classic rock that my parents did um mm -hmm. the biggest one for me has always been pink floyd okay um which is funny because i always try to tell karen dude Pull some David Gilmore out, and he's like, fuck Pink Floyd. I don't like Pink Floyd. I don't. <laughs> but then I solo like David Gilmore. So. Well, yeah, you know. He's got he's got some David <clears throat> Gilmore in him, whether he wants to admit it or not. Um, that's, that's a little gay. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, uh, you know, grew up listening to Black Sabbath, early Metallica. Uh, mm -hmm. Guns N' Roses was a big one when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, anything you grew up on the classic rock station, I fell in love with. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're going to have to gang up on him about David Gilmore, though. I mean... <laughs> Oh, I, I will never say he's not a good guitarist. I'm ju I just, don't, just like, don't like the band itself. I don't like listening to Pink Floyd. Yeah. See, see, the problem is that Cameron is, even though he's our uh, singer and uh, guitar player, he doesn't do any drugs or really drink all that much. So oh, I think that, if he... That's uh, why he can't appreciate Pink Floyd. Yeah. I get it now. Huh? <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll work on him. He, he might he might learn a little bit. We'll work on him. Peer pressure, peer but, pressure. You know, me being a guitarist myself, though, I always appreciated David Gilmore a lot in some of the things he's done. I mean, sometimes, like... Shine on you, crazy diamond. You know what he does with just a single note. Oh, he's got just, so much emotion in it. You know, he says more in one note than other guitar players will say in ten. And you yeah. know, I actually take from some of the stuff that he does, even though I'm not a big Pink Floyd fan. I like doing them bends that bend into another bend. It's just like it's really, really powerful, just holding that note kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, comfortably numb. I I had that solo almost down to a T for a moment there, and I I really enjoyed playing that. So that's cool. What about you, Cameron? What you get, got you started into music and all that good stuff? Well, big thing, uh, disclaimer. My lullabies that night were my stepdad's band underneath me. Okay. Which I slept through it. It, it put me to sleep. Um, I come from kind of a musical family. I mm -hmm. learned how to play like basic chords from like my grandpa. He's into country. Mm -hmm. um, my stepdad, shout out to you, Mike, is uh, the one that kind of got me started on the heavier music too. Like. One of his big ones is Iron Maiden, and mm -hmm. that's one of my big ones. Mm -hmm. uh, Megadeth, mm -hmm. Metal Church, which we get to open for on June 4th. Really? Nice shout out. I like that. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, June 4th at the Token Lounge in Westland, we are opening for Metal Church. Oh, nice. And I'm super excited for that because they are one of my all-time favorite bands. Wow, that's got to be a dream come true. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. The only thing that makes it bittersweet is that Mike Howe was one of my biggest vocal influences, and he's not around anymore. Mm. Yeah. So, Unfortunately, but, we have to pass eventually, one way or another. But yeah, I come from uh, like 80s, 80s, 90s metal background. Mm -hmm. um, I started getting into more heavier stuff as I got older, but um, mainly 
I got my voice from my mom. I started singing when I was like two years old, making mm-hmm. songs. I'd always like if you meet any of my family, they'll tell you about how I used to write songs about all that and like the no-no song and stuff like this. So mm-hmm. I've been writing music since I could form melody, basically. Okay. So I've been doing that, and then I started getting into guitar a little bit more seriously. Pretty much when I could hold one, like six or seven, I think, mm-hmm. is when I got my first little first act acoustic. Hmm. Learned okay. how to play uh, Black Number One's bass line on it, so that was pretty huh. cool. Okay. <laughs> um, I got into recording stuff by myself, doing my own music without anyone, and doing like a solo project. Was really excited about that. But once I started getting into bands, like that's when I started branching out and realizing like how narrow of a scope I had, because. Mm-hmm. No offense to any of my family for what you got me into, but like I was so close minded about music when I was in my teens. Once I became an adult, once I joined different bands, you just figure out like there's a wide spectrum of different things you can appreciate mm-hmm. from every genre. You don't have to like that genre, but you can appreciate things from oh, yeah, it. Yeah, there's you can find something good in any genre, definitely. Like, Absolutely. I'm not personally a huge fan of rap, but like their beats work with metal better than anyone would know. Like, mm-hmm. and he's he does that. Because he comes from a more hip-hop background. So oh, yeah. that's why we have that rhythm. That's why we have that groove. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. And like even just like some harmonies from like country music carry over pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's just there's so many different things you can appreciate from so many different types of music that I'm glad that I broke out of that narrow-mindedness. Mm-hmm. That's what makes a really good musician when you can appreciate all the different kinds. You know, when you see or hear interviews by the greatest, you know, the biggest ones. I mean, whether you like them or not, it doesn't matter. But when you, you know, interviews with people like David Bowie or people like Prince and all these other people, and you find out what their musical taste is, and it's just all over the map, Mm -hmm. you know. It's not just (laughs) one style, you know. And that's the coolest thing to learn about, too. Like, some of the biggest pop stars are super into, like, heavy metal. Mm -hmm. It kind of irks me sometimes because it's like, all right, well, why didn't you write it? But in the same sense, metal is really hard to get big off of right now. It's a really oversaturated scene. Yeah. So... And then you have things like, you know, Johnny Cash. I mean, he was cool to anybody, no matter what genre you got into. Everybody loves Johnny Cash. Yeah, exactly. And then he turns around and and does covers of Nine Inch Nails songs. Yeah, and Soundgarden, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. All right, what about you, Kevin? The drums. Uh, Yeah, like Cameron said, man, I I grew up on a lot of rap music. Um, Throughout my childhood, my mother always listened to, like, the 70s funk and all that stuff, you know. Oh, like so, Parliament and all that. Good oh, Ohio yeah. players. Yep, yep. Uh, the Commodores, Cool and the Gang. Mm-hmm. I grew up with all that kind of stuff. And so when I started to branch out on my own, I started to, you know, I, I saw Kiss at the time because they were huge back then. And mm-hmm. I just, I was enamored with the whole show that they had going on, you know, and it just it made me want to do what I do, you know, and, and then the eighties kicked and they started playing all this rap music and stuff. And man, I was just like, wow, these beats are really neat, you know? And so I started putting that kind of stuff together more and more and more. And once I heard Metallica, it was over after that though. (laughs) Lars. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I, I went metal all Mm -hmm. the way. Yeah, I I keep trying to remember the name of that movie, and it it kills me because I used to have the soundtrack on, I think it was CD or cassette, but it came out in the very early 90s, and it was like um, metal bands 
uh, teaming up with rap artists. That would be Judgment, Judgment Night. Night. Judgment Night. Judgment Night, yeah. Yes, so, sir. So you had, you know, Public Enemy and Helmet and... Helmet, other... House of Pain, Onyx, um, Biohazard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And then uh, one of the things I always bring up is Ice-T and Body Count. Yep. <laughs> yep, for sure. I listen to them, too. Mm-hmm. She was actually on the most recent Megadeth record. Uh, you'd be surprised, though. Most people would be surprised. When I'm sitting at home, I usually listen to the old classic outlaw country. Okay. Yeah, the Waylon Jennings and... Yep, Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson and all. That's... <laughs> That's my jam. I love Marty Robbins. Yeah. Big iron. Well, they were the real deal. They were actually outlaws. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Wonderful. Okay, let's do another one. We've got time for about two or three more songs, I think. All right. This next song is called Creation Genocide, The Ashes of Paradise, which is also on the upcoming album. We're going to be playing these songs in order that they appear on the album.
So it looks like this is going to work out just fine. Um, we got time for one more song. All right. Cameron, Joe, Kevin, thank you so much for coming down and playing for us. Really enjoyed it. Thank you Thanks for, having for having us. us. Thanks for having us. It was a blast. All right. So we're going to do one more. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, the band Torn Away. This last song we're doing is actually, uh, we have T-shirts made up of it. We had uh, some guy, badass artist, Genocide Artwork, did a T-shirt for us for the song that we're about to play called I Walk Among Them. We have a video on our YouTube, actually, of the time lapse of him drawing it with the music going. It's pretty badass. Give that a look. Make sure you share it if you like it. All right. Ready, guys? I Walk Among Them.
Yeah!